0: Welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Mom Sage Advice Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Catricia. Listen, I can't believe I'm doing this, but because I love you guys so much, I'm going to do it, right? So in February, we did the Cultivating Self-Love and Motherhood Challenge. It was live on Instagram and Facebook, and this was our second year doing it. And I I just want to say It was a huge success. So many mothers whose lives have been changed and impacted and empowered for the better. Even mothers who were not single mothers. I had them in my DM, like, I really enjoyed you showing up live. It really blessed me. And I wanted to bless you as well. So, that's I took all the audio from the days we were live and I'm bringing it over to the podcast. And we're going to release an episode from every day that week of the challenge on every Friday this month. Okay. So, stay tuned. I want you to know that the content that you're hearing and in this live audio was from our challenge for the self-love challenge and motherhood. But even though it's not live right now, because we do the challenge every February, you can still sign up because it's self-paced and the content is full of wisdom, is jam-packed. Go to the show notes. The link is there of how to sign up. It comes straight to your email inbox every day for the next five days. And guess what, girlfriend? It's free. Nine nah, nah, and nah. 3 99 That's what I said. It's 3.99. 99 You better go ahead and jump on that before it actually has a price tag to it soon. But uh, I wanted to share this with you because I believe in you and I know that you deserve to not just survive in motherhood, but to thrive. So this is for you. Go ahead and listen it. Hello, everyone. We are live. We are back for day two of cultivating self-love and motherhood. And I am so, so, so excited for all of those who have been following us on this challenge. Um, I really hope that you got a lot out of day one with our guest, Clarion. Like, She's such a gem. Um, And day one's challenge was really was to write a letter to your inner child, like work on the affirmations of speaking over that child because how we show up for her really makes a difference in how we show up for ourselves and who we are now and this present day. And today is day two, which is about owning your voice, owning your story. And I'm so grateful that I have my, what I like to call you, my sister cousin friend, like here on live with me, Necia Rice. She is the grief coach. And I'm just going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your single motherhood journey.
1: So I am Neshea Rice, as you've already said, and I do think of uh, Dr. Catricia as, yes, sister, cousin, friend, (laughs) all of the above. And I am a grief coach. I never thought I I can, I guess I should say about five years ago that that would be something that I would um, attribute to myself, but. Um, I became a single mom, not by choice. My um, late husband passed away of renal cancer in 2016. And so that um, started a grieving journey, a process for me. And it's been a couple years now that I've been sharing uh, just the different highs and lows of being a single mom, of grieving, and what that looks like. Um, so Thank you for having me on here tonight. I'm excited.
0: Yes, I'm excited as well. And I thank you so much for agreeing. Um, I I know that you're a busy mother and that you have your own community of women that you coach. And so I'm just grateful for you to be able to share your perspective and this community. Um, So I just want to start by saying, you know, every guest that comes on who co-hosts with me, I want to know, um, what is your definition of self-love?
1: My definition of self-love, it definitely ties into what I would say of self-care. And it means that you are thinking about the things that make you feel strong, that make you feel loved, that um, basically put a smile on your face. And so when I think about self-love, I think a lot about self-care. I think about manicures and pedicures and um, just times when you're just laying, you just get to lay on the couch and rest and maybe watch your favorite show, um, pamper yourself, getting your hair done, getting a facial. like Those are the types of things I think of when I think of self-love. And of course, um, motivational words like words of encouragement, words of empowerment. Um, that's what I think of when I think of self-love
0: amazing and you definitely are the queen of like being intentional about getting those things done because we just recently we had a massage or booked a massage together at the same place at the same time and i didn't had a great experience <laughs> but nevertheless like like that like literally within the day you're like i'm booking a facial i'm just like it takes me like five months to like do something like that if i even <laughs> do it so like kudos to you for being very intentional can you tell us about was there ever a time in your grief or in since you become a single mother, um, that you were not being intentional and were neglecting self-care and how did that show up and who how you were were parenting and how did that show up and affect you as as a woman?
1: i would I would definitely say kind of that neglect of self actually began as I was caring for my late husband because I was trying to you know be a wife and caregiver as well as be a mom and I was still working full-time and so there were days honestly that I didn't even look at my appearance in the mirror I had no idea what my hair looked like I just would throw something on you know I'd, I'd take a shower like that was a good day that I did that and put clothes on and um, and I and I thought you know, when my late husband, when he passed away, um, you know everything's just kind of in a frenzy emotionally. It's like an uh, emotional roller coaster, and you know then all of my um, the things that I'm concerned with are my daughter and making sure that she's okay, that she's emotionally and and mentally and physically taken care of, and her spiritual needs are met. And so I didn't realize how I was just still running myself ragged, basically, and I wasn't taking care of myself. And um, a close friend of mine, she's also a widow as well, and we were talking one day, and she said something very profound, and it stuck with me. Was she said when you're on the airplane, and um, you know, and the stewardess is talk or steward is talking about um, if the cabin loses pressure, how you're supposed to put a mask on you first. And then, you know, a child or elderly person. And it's just like, Naishia, you're not doing that for yourself. And so if I'm depleted myself, then how am I gonna be able to be present for anybody else around me? And so um, that that was kind of that was kind of a life changing moment for me. It really caused me to shift what I was doing.
0: I like that you were we're able to like kind of connect it like that was a time when like you needed, you had to be intentional about shifting because it's similar to the analogy I always use a lot of my podcasts, which is the empty cup, you know, like if I'm not yeah. filled, I can't give to those that I'm serving, but I can't imagine being a caregiver of someone with a chronic internal illness and then also shifting or and, and being a parent at the same time, but really being like that kind of parent because of the in incapabilities, in- in- you know, um, because of the ailments and then um, like you said, at some point you, you do become depleted, but it's not like you look up, um, it's not like it's, it's, it's very gradual. And because it's so yes. gradual, like it, it takes a toll whole slowly chips away at you and for me for someone who went through postpartum depression it wasn't like oh like I just knew the day I became depressed it was just like so because I was slowly like I was so focused on her so focused on getting up and like you know I'm still working in the ER like working crazy hours and so in the mom guilt and so any day I had off was spent with like going to the baby gym and doing things for like um you know, library play dates whatever and there was no like pouring back into catrice at all and all of that eventually built up until it was just like this is too much you know and i wouldn't necessarily say it was like a breakdown or anything but it was just like like who am i like i'm, I'm so lost like i have been giving the oxygen to my daughter i've been pouring for my daughter but there's nothing left here yeah. um and when did you, so when you're, when you had that conversation with your friend, like what, what sparked the idea to, or what was it that you were able to start to do and take the small steps to turn that around and to shift to starting to put yourself first?
1: It, it started with uh, the massages actually me going to get a massage once a month. I made a decision. This is the time that you need for yourself just to, you know, have peace, you know, calm, not have somebody saying, Hey mom, I need this or anybody calling me or doing anything. And, and that actually started, I would say right around the time that my husband was passing away. And, and I remember the massage therapist saying that this was like, I said, okay, I have to do this for myself because the massage therapist, he said, your back. I mean, he's just talking about how tense my back was. And I mean, he's, it was just knots. And I could just feel it. It was painful. Like those first, I would say three to four months of massages were somewhat painful because I was so tight, just like this, you know, going through that grieving process. I was angry. I was frustrated. I was sad. And I was just carrying it it was just like way down in my back. And for me, it was like, I have to do this because I, I have to have a release. Like I can't just be like this the whole time. And that's how I was. Yeah.
0: Wow. So like the, the connection of like, not only like the tension and the stress mentally, emotionally, but like physically carrying that as well. Like, wow. Um, for those who are who have just joined, hello, welcome. We're on day two of the Cultivating Self-Love and Motherhood Challenge. And I have my sister-cousin friend, <laughs> Neesha Rice. She's a grief coach. Um, she is a single mother who became a single mother um, after she also became a widow in 2016. And so she's here with me today because we just want to empower, encourage other single moms about the importance of putting yourself first and what are some of the things that you can do to incorporate um like uh filling your your cup up, you know um even if it is like something as you know scheduling a massage for yourself once a week or hiring a babysitter to be on rotation every fourth weekend so you can have a girl's night out, um I really believe that. The way we view ourselves and how we cater to ourselves or, or like what type of self-care we indulge in um, can, is a reflection of how much we love ourselves, right? And sometimes our view of ourselves gets tainted, our perspective of ourselves and um, the things that we speak over our lives gets tainted by the trauma and the pain that we go through. The circumstances that we go through, you know, we can't control every circumstance. Circumstances are facts, right? But what I can control are my thoughts and my beliefs and my actions about that circumstance. You know, like, yes, um, you know, grief is, that is not something that I have experienced like you have, but that's something that, you know, it's, it's, you, it's you'll carry for the rest of your life, you know? Um, But I know that what I said yesterday when we had Clarion is that, like, you're going to, you are the person that you're going to sorry.
1: That <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, Alexa's yeah. in the background. <laughs>
0: yeah. Alexa reminds me every day at 5.15 to work out, <laughs> y'all, and I don't do it. And today I was trying on clothes and I was like, oh my God, the Rona, like, I think I should listen to her. But yes, that's also a part of self-care and loving yourself and taking care of your body physically. But what I was saying to on yesterday was that like, we are the person, um, the most time with ourselves ever compared to anyone else who ever comes into our lives whether that's our children our spouses you know and working relationships and so we should know ourselves the best and we should put ourselves first We should do the things that spark joy um and teach ourselves how to love ourselves love that inner girl because and not expect that love to be shown to us from other people we 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 show them how to love us by how we're showing up for ourselves daily
1: yes yep i completely agree with that and i I recently, uh, went to, I got a facial and I thought I'm going to take my daughter with me. And I did that for a lot of reasons. One of them was just for us to have that time together, but also to model to her, to show her, this is something that you have to do for yourself, that you should do for yourself. And, so, and she really enjoyed it, and everything it was it was cool, like kind of sitting back and watching her get that facial, and she just I could tell she was enjoying it, and she was having a good time but but yeah i I definitely think that's important like we have to lead by example, and we have to show you know our kids and others that hey, this is what it means to take care of me
0: so I love that like modeling that behavior you know parents are the first teachers this is me where my pediatrician app. and i was saying that similar to what you just said about modeling yesterday when i was talking about like if i'm over here speaking affirmations to my toddler to my preschooler like who who i need to be very conscious about what i'm speaking out loud over to my you know to myself when she's around especially since she's also a woman you know like we number one model behavior but we all also their inner voice, you know, when they're children. And I always have told God, like, oh, like, I just, I, I want to heal through my own traumas and my own pain um, to show myself. So I never bleed into like her childhood that she takes something into adulthood. Like, yeah, I can't shelter her and protect her from the world, you know, causing pain, but at least I can do my best to cultivate an environment, um, that is based upon like the love that she needs but i can't do that for her if i'm not doing it for me on a daily basis and and that becomes hard you know as a single parent like i mean she's not here tonight um because that's something very important tomorrow but like we we have those conversations at three and four, you know, like why she goes to grandparents, whatever, you know, she's like, are you going to vacation? Well, it don't got to be that elaborate. Like you, I don't need a vacation. Sometimes I just need to sit on the couch without you like, crawling yes. off the you know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. difficult as single parents.
1: Right. Right. I think that's awesome that you do that, you know, just kind of, I think it also helps to teach kids boundaries. Yeah. And that's something like now, Um, at this stage with my daughter, I'm trying to teach her about boundaries and stuff, but I think that's good because I feel like in some way you're also modeling that and you're teaching that to her as well. It's like, no, it isn't normal for 24 seven for somebody to be on you all the time. You need space. You need those boundaries and stuff. So I love that you're doing that now. So it's, yeah.
0: it's It's a hot mess because speaking of boundaries, <laughs> that's, day five, that's day five of lunch, but it's a hot mess because it's her love language, touches her love language. And yes, like, I yeah. know this is where there's only one parent in the home. I don't ever want to be like, she gets older, like, oh, my mom never hugged me. My mom never kissed me. You know, I obviously do do those things, but like she legit like breathes on my neck and you know, and I'm just like, Sage, I need my space, I need my space, I need my space, you know, but she's also an only child. So it's like, not like she can go to anyone else, you know, to like right. get all, on top of them. So we do make a lot of grandparent trips so she can be around extended family and cousins because that's her, that's how she receives love and she perceives that she's being loved is to have that mm-hmm. touch. Um, but for me, sometimes as um I just feel touched out, you know, like, and I'm like, I, I have, I have to, there's this fine balance of like, okay, showing her the love um, even though that's not my love language in this season versus like, yes, creating the boundaries of like, I don't need you to follow me in the bathroom. Like I don't need you to follow me in my closet. Like go find something to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's
1: good. And it's funny because so Naomi and I are with the opposite. So I'm a touch person. And so it was just this past weekend and I was laying in the bed and I said, come in here and lay in the bed with me. And she's just like, mom. And I said, this is my love language. You come <laughs> and lay in the bed with me. And so she's like, okay, you know.
0: <laughs> oh my God. That's so, we need to swap. Like, a yeah. yes. would be like, oh, I be in your bed like all the time. Like, <laughs> it's a big deal over here when she doesn't get in the and like, I didn't bed last night. I'm like I know you're such a big girl thank you <laughs> um so love languages you know that's so important I you know that leads me to a question I hadn't thought of, but we talk about love languages a lot when it comes to relationships and in my machine for parents I talk about love languages as it relates to connecting to your kids but do we have a lot of conversations about do we like love ourselves with our own love language
1: mm, that's good that's good and I, I mean, and then in this topic of self-care and self-love, yeah, I think that, so Some this is something I learned from another one of my friends is that she loves fresh flowers. She loves, you know, just seeing a beautiful bouquet of flowers. And so, you know, she kind of got into this thing of, well, I don't have that man here to send me these flowers or deliver them and all of that. And so she said that you know she just really felt God saying to her, okay, but what's wrong with you buying yourself some yeah. flowers? Yeah. Like you like flowers, and so yeah. that really got me to thinking about, yeah, I can buy myself a bouquet of flowers. You know, if I if I like acts of service, you know, right. there's that retail therapy. That's <laughs> you know, or going out and getting a pedicure or yeah. um, having a nice dinner like. To me, I, I think that's great that you brought that up because, yeah, absolutely. I think you yeah, can do yeah. those things for yourself.
0: Almost definitely. Like, to do them and to be intentional about scheduling it in. You know, like, you, like, self-love is also about like self-preservation it's about not sacrificing your needs you know for the benefit of someone else and where i'm not talking about in the case of like obviously if your child needs you in a case of an urgency or they're of an age where they can't care for themselves you know like i'm still over here supervising bath time you know but like there's still got to be a time in the day when i'm pouring back into myself and for me a lot of times that's at bedtime you know so i could like actually hear myself think and i read you know and it's like growth you know, working on my mindset and like my growth mindset, whatever and shifting, having more self-awareness, or sometimes it's just really like a random like weekend and just okay, she spends the night. Or when I used to work in the clinic, it'd be like a Wednesday afternoon, I'm not gonna go rush and pick her up from daycare. I'm gonna go and like take myself out to lunch. But when you said like how you were giving the examples of how you, how to show yourself love with your love language. I was like, Oh no, it makes sense. That's why she always gives those massages because you're a touch girl. Like that would make sense. That's your love language. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, So I want to challenge for those who are listening, for those who are taking, partaking in the, and today, or excuse me, in the five day challenge, you know, the things that we're supposed to do today is to write a journal entry. And so some of the journal props questions are inside of the email. Um, um, and they just have to do with like, you know, what do you love the most about yourself? What is it that made you, when you, what was your, what were your biggest accomplishments in the past years, in the past year? And how did you feel when you accomplished those things? Um, what are you looking forward to accomplish in 2022? How are you going to be more kind to yourself? How are you going to, Utilize and show yourself love using your love language this year. So the prompts are in the email, and I just want you to remember that it's important to celebrate yourselves. You know, like we don't have to wait, like you said, for the man to show up with the flowers or for the man to invite us to that vacation, luxury vacation we've been eyeballing. Girl, book the flight, take the trip. You know, like if you have to take your kids with you, that's me. Say y'all know Sage flying all the time. She going to be like, why are we not on vacation? Cause you have luxury <laughs> vacation money. That's- that's why <laughs> cool. but that's obviously her love language trips and flights that's her love language but my point is saying that is like we don't have to wait like we a lot of times we're we get so we forget that we have to embrace the the process that we're in and not always be so focused forward on like the end goal like when i get here when i reach this age when i wow. get married when i do this when i buy the house then i can there no 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 what about the now because my the way i think about the now is that it used to be your when you know like we were once in the past and we were once looking forward to this day it may not be still all the things on your vision board back are crossed off you know i'd have corona on my vision board that's 2020 y'all but it still happened you know but what are you going to do when you know life gives you lemons like you still have to show up for yourself daily because our kids need us um but they need us to be thriving and so that's the of the self-love challenge and I really hope and encourage or I hope that you guys have been encouraged to know that it's okay to put yourself first it's okay to do those things because number one it's you have to replete yourself if you want to be the best person to show for your for your children and because it also like Nishia said it's modeling um it's modeling how to care for yourself and how to yourself for our children because when they get out into the world especially if you have daughters I don't I don't need my daughter thinking that a man, you know, determines her worth or a man determines her value or a relationship or a job determines those things. Like I need her to know that now. And I can only say, I can only speak so many words, but it, but as much as I speak, you know, them kids, like, boop, boop, out the up, in and out. Like what they're doing is they're looking. They're looking at us, you know? So how are you showing up daily and modeling self-love? That's the challenge I, that I want us to think about, you know, as we go through these five days.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: I love that. Where can my audience find you and connect with you? So I'm on Facebook,
1: and uh, on Facebook I have the Grief Journey. Uh, that's one of my pages, and I also have a private Facebook group, and that's Grief Recovery. And of course, you can find my just my personal page, Nasia Rice, and I'm also on Instagram, uh, Natural are, on Instagram. So those are some ways you can connect with me. You can DM me and we can, um, connect, have some conversations. I have some lives, many lives that I've done on there about grief and, um, just what the process has been for me. So, yep.
0: That's amazing. And no, and yes, many lives, she's actually the live queen, you guys, but not just grief. Like if that's not your story, it doesn't, you know, she all, also, like, really speaks a lot about wellness, you know, and how to cultivate wellness. Like, there's a lot of like cooking shows on there. I don't even know what she eat, cause you know I like meat. But what I'm saying is wellness. Like, she she's a physical, she's a fitness, fashion model too. Like, she's a guru when it comes to like just cultivating wellness, as far as like what you're pouring into your body when it comes to food, exercise, all those things. I really appreciate your time today, Nashia. For those who are still watching, who didn't catch the beginning, or you gonna watch the replay? Please leave in the comments, hashtag replay. So I know that you this and if you need any, if you have not signed up for the email, and you don't know what we're talking about when I keep saying challenge, go ahead and send me a DM so I can get you guys plugged into that workflow. Um, We're hopping over to IG. So if you follow us there, you want to keep, you know, want to leave comments and continue the conversation follow us there. All right.